marches on, he marches, he marches, he slumps on. Man slogs on through the vast swamp of the universe, struggling against ineffable forces. Tonight we'd like to salute a chemical engineer in Massachusetts who wants to put up money, the whole town in fact, in Boxford, Massachusetts, so he can test his rather novel garbage disposal idea. All Dr. Paul Scheuer needs is some garbage, a mechanism to move it through a long tube, and lots and lots and lots of worms. <laughs> worms are voracious enough, says Schroeber, that after a day moving to the tube, the garbage will be reduced to compost, and the worms will all be sitting down there for the next day's garbage to come moving along. Now that, I think, is a really positive forward move. <laughs> yeah, oh man, let's give old Shoy a cheer. All right, for the worms. promised you last night, I says, would you like to hear what a real genuine cuckoo letter sounds like? A real cuckoo bird letter? Can I hear a real cuckoo? All right, though, would you please give me my cuckoo bird music? Will you please? <laughs> and now we read to you from the cuckoo bird letter of the week. It seems there are three guys, at least, passing under the J. Shepard pseudonym, the he of radio, the college stage and town hall performer, who is Graham Kerr, I think, the stinging pilot, the author or brother of the others, question mark, and does that guy Hurley have God by the tail or vice versa? What I'm most interested in is finding out which of the above are duplicated in the same person, you. Your last week's program, spoofing library research. Now, if that wasn't told by Kamos, that you, the talker, had to have heard it from him about the paper being written, that is. Kamos is Orson Welles, and Shepard is Humphrey Bogart. Or are they all the same? If so, no wonder you're afraid to show. Why is it you or an emissary comes when I am at my worst? Like in the Acme a week ago, Wednesday afternoon. And how do the cops get wind daily or three times a week? I imagine there was one. Now, if I reacted to that many imposters, you know what I would be called. And in the doghouse, too. Oh, I often wonder whether you're the sportster on the ground or up in that low-flying plane up there as last Wednesday. You're not fooling me. I'm beginning to think there is good reason why I should not contact you. And by the way, the TV programs give contradictory leads. I'm sure you are Graham Kerr. And I'm also sure you're Humphrey Bogart. You're not fooling me. singing? Oh, you didn't. Nobody likes anything. Yeah, George. Mick Jagger couldn't have tried that. 
Hey, speaking of uh, scary things, if I may, uh, please uh, give me my scary music of George, please. We uh, would like to salute the... Oh, we just received a special bulletin, which I think you may want to know about. Niskayuna Police. Where the hell is Niskayuna? Are recovering from the case of the woman stunned by the stolen dead cat. A cat tail that goes like this. A Schenectady woman and her mother were driving along Balltown Road when a cat ran in front of the car. Dead, the cat landed in a highway. Right there in a driveway. The woman inquired at the nearest house and was told the cat was astray. Well, I don't want to leave it in your driveway, she said, and asked for a bag to take away the dead cat. The cat went into a shopping bag and then into the back of the car. At the Mohawk shopping mall, the mother pointed out that the cat would become rather aromatic in the warm car. So the woman placed the bag on the roof. As the Schenectady women walked through the parking lot, they saw another woman furtively slip up to their car. Looking around to see that she was not observed, the woman seized the bag, tucked it under her coat, and zigzagged through the rows of parked cars. She ran through the last row and then slowed to a walk and slipped into a telephone booth. She closed the door to turn on the light to examine her loot. Her hand plunged into the bag. She shrieked in fright. Ah! And passed out in the phone booth. The Schenectady woman and her mother were unable to reach the woman whose body wedged the door closed in the phone booth. She was trapped in the phone booth with a dead cat. They called suburban police who were forced to rip off the door to the telephone booth. An ambulance was summoned to remove the woman in shock to the hospital. The police were left, as they usually are, holding the bag. Well, you know, that that's I, I don't want to you know, I, I I've told that that's a true story. That came out of a New York paper. One of my spies sent it down from Schenectady, you know, he says Yeah, it's 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 the Knickerbocker News, Union Star, Al- Albany, Schenectady. Oh, there's terrible things going on in this world. I mean people putting dead cats just, now that, that you know, that's you can't even pull a decent rip off these days without some son of a gun pulling a rotten trick like that on you. You just can't. Did I ever tell you about the time me and Bruner were around putting dead moles? Dead moles. Dead moles. Ask us where we got dead moles. Well, I'll tell you. You know what a mole is, don't you? You know, you've seen moles, haven't you? You see them over in the library a lot, sitting there with their glasses on, reading books of forgotten lore, you know, that the, the mole. <laughs> All right, you're so smart. Uh, what what comic strip character had as a main character for some time a character called the Mole? No, 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 no. Little Abner, you're wrong again. You have fouled another one off back at third base. That's the last one you get. Who was the Mole? And not only that, what was the first rank in the first book of Horatio Hornblower? What was his rank? What is his connection with the mole? Nothing. It's all part of the vast panorama of human experience. 
It's all part of the vast panorama of time. Thank God, yes. Hey, incidentally, for those of you who are curious, that letter that I read to you of the cuckoo bird is a true one, you know? I just thought you might want to read or hear one of the, you know, a genuine cuckoo bird letter because, you know, you get dozens of them here at the station from time to time. From time to time every day, they come every conceivable way. They're dropped by pigeons, little furtive guys wearing masks over their face, put them into the air shaft here, and, you know, (laughs) it just goes on and on. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we did do this thing with the moles. Now, I I sympathize with the lady that picked up the dead cat and, uh, you know, trying to make away with it and got trapped in the phone booth there. But, uh, you know, really, really, you you can't pull a decent rip-off anymore without some, some real bad person. I, uh... This is an old old principle. I think I told the story. I'm not even going to tell it again. I'll just briefly mention, though, that the that the finding of dead things is an old fear that everybody has. I mean, you know, to open up a drawer and there's a dead beaver in the bottom drawer of your closet, you know? <laughs> you flip. <laughs> What's worse is to find a live beaver there who's ready for beavering, you know? <laughs> he reaches out and grabs it. You know, that's that's a, that's a thing that uh, I think everybody's secretly afraid some animal someday is going to get him. Did you hear about the guy here the other day in Africa? In uh, I think it was in uh, East Africa. And he's, he, he stopped uh, to take a nap, and he just, you know, fell asleep on the front porch. And he woke up, and there was something pulling his foot. And, uh, yeah, he woke up. Yeah, and he says, no, I'm telling you a story. This came in on the AP the other day. He woke up, and, and uh, something was pulling his foot, see? And he thought it was his wife or something. And he says, come on, will you? I'm sleeping. Gee whiz, you know, it's been a long day. And he kicked his foot out like that. And he was still half asleep. You know, he thought somebody was just kidding around him. And he kicked his foot out. Still with his eyes closed. And he's laying flat on his back. He kicks out. And, and just as he kicked, he hits something solid, see. And he hears, <laughs> And, you know, that was even louder than his wife usually was, you know. And he, <laughs> he woke up. And he's got his foot in a lion's mouth. <laughs> I mean, on the front porch of the house. So uh, this uh, this little fear, you know, is, is always with us. So there was a there was a scourge of moles when I was a kid. We had these moles, you know, and they come around and they, you know, what moles do? You know, they they eat up the lawn and everything else, and they're eating up the garages and everything. So so they had these mole traps, which guys would set out, and they would put them out in the yard. Well. <laughs> Well, what do you do with a dead mole when you've actually captured, you know, a mole? So uh, we, we discovered that what Mr. Anderson was doing, uh, he was throwing away the moles. He was catching, like, catching four or five moles a week, you know, and he would throw them away in the garbage. So we watched for him. So as each mole was tossed out in the garbage, me and Brunner would get it. A dead mole, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're dead. At which point we would take these moles, you got them? We would take these moles and we would put them in a paper bag, all neatly wrapped up, and we put uh, we put cellophane scotch tape on it like it was a real bag of something very official, like it was wrapped up. And we would put them in front of the A&P, and we would hide behind the A&P trucks and watch people come out and they'd see that package there. They thought somebody, you know, fell out of his, some guy come out with a grocery scene and it fell out of his bag, see? So they'd, they'd real furtively, they'd pick up this bag and look around. They would not open it, you know. They'd like, oh, look what I found, Charlie, look at this. Ooh, wow, you know. They, they'd very furtively pick it up and they would drop it into their sack of groceries. They're always carrying a sack, you know. And they would go up, put it in the car and drive away. Now, we never saw the great ends. 
must have been some fantastic moments when they when they get it back in the kitchen. They say, hey, Myrtle, look at the package I found. Come on, you ain't pee. You know, and he's got all the stuff, the cookies piled up. He says, look at this. And he rips it open, dumps it out. Ah! Well, a live mole is exciting enough. But a dead mole, friends. <laughs> Which reminds me, this is uh, WOR, New York. And let's hear that little notey from Toyota, please. You might expect our higher-priced cars to come loaded. But what about our lowest-priced cars? Well, take the Toyota Corolla 1200 sedan. The manufacturer's suggested retail price for this Toyota is just $1,956, plus freight, local taxes, dealer prep, and options. On it, you'll find at no extra cost front disc brakes, white walls, wheel covers, and tinted glass. The interior decor group is already built in, and the exterior chrome trim is already trimming the exterior. The fresh air heater is standard, the reclining bucket seats are standard, the carpeting, armrests, and four-speed transmission are standard. And that's not the high-priced Toyota. That's the low-priced Toyota. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hello. Am I on there? Yeah. See your nearby Toyota dealer and see the full line of Toyota sedans, hardtops, and station wagons. Nice little cars. Here they are, Toyota. Huh? Of course, I'm pronouncing it the way it's pronounced in the Bronx, Toyota. But, uh, you know, they're really Toyota. Toyotas. They're beautiful. Uh, incidentally, speaking of the beautiful things, I, I uh, presume that you know the great good new words that are out about our flying birds. How do you like that the bad poetry? But the, we do have uh, great news now. The birds now come in two spectacular special designs. The bird that we've been... Uh, you know, ordinarily palming off is the regular flying bird, which is a 16-inch wingspan, has orange, yellow, and brown feather. It, it looks like a, a drawing of Leonardo da Vinci. It's a yellow, beautiful one. Well, they have another color scheme. You can get a white dove, which is white and gold. You have your choice. Now, the white one or the regular yellow and brown and gold. Beautiful. They're both beautiful, anyway, and they fly. They really do. By the way, I got a letter, incidentally, from from a prison here locally. And uh, it says all, uh, a whole bunch of prisoners have signed this letter and uh, sent it through their official emissary that they want to learn how to make one of these things. It says, send us the plans. <laughs> yeah, it says, we're interested in anything that can fly good. <laughs> That's all I said, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, if you'd like to buy a bird, all I can say, fellas, is they only come 16 inches, and I don't know how many little tiny two-and-a-half-inch prisoners you got there who can hang on the bottom of one of these things, but I don't know. But uh, nevertheless, uh, if you'd like to order a bird, they're 398 and they're really worth every penny of it, believe me. Uh, they're 398 You send a check or money order to flying birds. They really are. They're ornithopters. They fly like, you know, they flap their wings. It's a very special little thing. comes with... Uh, extra rubber bands and everything with it, and a little tool that you can put an extra rubber band in with, and they're real easy to put together. You just bap, you know, the wings flap out, and it's ready to go. And they're guaranteed to fly, and don't forget to specify when you send in for it. Either you want the white dove or the yellow bird, both of them. White dove, or you can order both. They're $3.98 per, pay, uh, per each, postage paid, 
And New York State residents add the tax. I don't know what that would be. Three ninety-eight postage paid. Check or money order to Flying Birds Department S. S. As in you know what. Post Office Box 1909. Post Office Box 199. Grand Central Station, New York, New York, right? Okay, that takes care of the bird world. But uh, <laughs> it sure does. That's a, yeah, I'm not kidding. I got this letter from these guys. It says it was very official prison stationery and all that. You know, it says renters and anything that can fly. It says we have a large number of, uh, of inmates here who have uh, developed a fantastic interest in all things aeronautic. I imagine they weren't that interested before they got there. See, but now all of a sudden, you know, they can... Well, you know that old... Uh, that, well, what's that song? If I had the wings of an angel over these... Well, who used to sing that now? There was a great great uh, singer, uh, not a singer, but a, a comic strip type who would sing that. If I had the wings of an angel over these... And the thing he did, he didn't sing it the way you would ordinarily sing it. Here's the way he sang it. If I had the wings of an angel over these prism walls, I would fly. If I had the wings of an angel over these prism walls, I would fly. You know what a prism is, don't you? Yeah, you know what a prism is. That's a that's a slam for people who lisp. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Now it's time to get on with the with our serious work. Every year we do this. This is a traditional show we have this year, and every year we've done this for some time. It's a special service that we bring to you, and uh, this year we decided to bring it a little bit earlier to you so that you don't miss any of these goodies. As you know, uh, there are many many holidays that occur throughout the years, uh, every year here in, in the, our country, which unfortunately you often find out about when it's too late. Like, for example, last year, I, I, I was really bugged uh, for a long time because I, I, I actually missed, and, and I don't know how I missed it, I missed Kosher Bottled Pickle Week. Kosher Bottled Pickle Week. Well, that's not, uh, I rarely got mad because if there's anything I like better than kosher pickles, well... What it is, I can't tell you on the air. And uh, kosher bottle pickles, I have been known when I've been my kosher pickle jag. I, some nights I, I just get, you know, and I, I'm really, really consumed by the taste for a kosher pickle. I get carried away, and I've been known to get all pickled up, totally. I mean, really eat an entire, you know, just a whole jar of kosher pickles, just, just the way they are. And then follow it up by drinking the juice. You like that too, George? Oh, I love that stuff. <laughs> We are alone, man. We are alone. Everybody else thinks I'm a nut, and I, you know, and I, and I, and I have to, I have to. It's one of those things you have to sneak because if anybody catches you drinking a pickle juice, they think you are really some kind of a, you know, nut. And uh, yeah, I have to sneak it, see, so so guys don't know it. And uh, so I have this pickle juice, and oh God, it's great! Oh my God! Oh, oh my God! Oh. I'll tell you, if, if you want to try uh, a pickle juice uh, and you want to try it the real way, if you want to really taste something exciting, uh, and I'm, I'm passing this along to you, George, because you and I are the only two people within the conceivable listening range of this, you know, this peanut whistle here. You're, you're, we're the only two people who could conceivably understand what it's like to drink pickle juice for fun, frolic, and delight. You know, pickle juice drinkers don't drink it because they're, you know, they're <laughs> because it's a bad thing. You know, something to do with their cold or their sinuses. 
We pickle juice drinkers drink it because we have, we, have t we, 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 we we taste. Let's put it this way. You've heard the phrase, guys who, you know, hear a different drummer. Well, we we hear a different slurp. And uh, there's nothing like sitting there sipping away. Now, once in a while, you know, when I'm in a romantic mood, I will drink the juice of sweet pickles. You know, like, a, you know, like, a, like, oh, you know, like a... Uh, Bread and butter slices, you know, they call them bread and butter pickles, those little slices there. Once in a while I'll drink that, but that's really, in a sense, that's uh, days when you want to cool it. It's like when, you know, guys who drink bourbon all the time, once in a while they'll have a little wine just to taper off a little bit once in a while. But to, to, to a pickle juice drinker, a good jug of, of kosher pickle juice. <laughs> Would you like to try something exciting, George? I'll give you a little, ta a little taste thrill. That, that will really add something to your pickle juice drinking. And a lot of people are going to flip when they hear this. But you take that pickle juice, you know, now you got, all the pickles are gone. You, we assume that you like pickles, right? Anybody who likes pickle juice obviously digs pickles. So uh, you finish the pickles now, right? And you got the pickle juice. And it's best drunk out of a jar. Don't pour it in anything else. You pour it in anything else, that kills the whole scene, man, you know. It's bad news. Yeah, I agree, agree. And so uh, you, you take the pickle juice now. You got the jar. Now, if you can get a hold of some of this, this really is an exotic taste thrill. If you can get a hold of, of, of what they call oil of peppermint. You know what oil of peppermint is? It's peppermint flavoring. This is what they put in, in, in icings and cakes and candy to give candy that peppermint taste. It's, it, it's a very strong flavoring. You get it at A&P or something, see? Just like you buy vanilla, and it's called oil of peppermint. Put one drop in that into that well into the pickle juice of course what did I say to put it in I said in the pickle juice and I just want to tell you uh, you, you will have, you, of course now I might, might point out this is not for everybody if you're, if you're a classical pickle juice drinker I mean a classical pickle juice drinker will deal with no messing around with the mother load that's right that's right now you may be that type and I won't I won't lay it on you but I will say this, uh, if, if, you know, if you've got a lot of pickle juice around, you, you don't mind, you know, two or three jars that you're working on, well, uh, you may be able to try a little with the, with the, uh, with the stuff on it. Now, uh, I, I, uh, oh, yes, yes, uh, excuse me, I, I, the only reason I brought this all up is because uh, one of my, you know, one of my big, one of my big bugs last year was the fact that I did miss kosher jar or, or bottled kosher pickle week last week. It was a whole week. And I didn't find out about it until maybe two or three days later. And, you know, you don't want to celebrate. Who likes to celebrate the, uh, Christmas, you know, March the 3rd? You know, you, it just doesn't come off good. See, so I went out and I bought myself some pickles and sat around and hollered Happy Pickle Week. And it just didn't go off. Well, now, uh, I also missed another great week last week. I missed National Chunk Peanut Butter Week. Chunky, chunky style, you know. They have two weeks. They have the smooth, creamy style week, which comes late in September, and the chunky style week, which is in August. And uh, again, I I, uh, I missed it. And uh, there's you know bad news. So uh, I, we thought that that since a lot of people must uh, have this problem from time to time, we would like to bring to you the various weeks which will be coming up this year. So get out your paper and pencil, and you mark these things off because. If, uh, you know, you want to plan your year, you want to know what's coming up. Well, would you please give me a little fanfare there, George, please? Uh, and 
also as a special feature of this deeply concerned media of electronic expression. For you and yours, we bring you the calendar of special events, exciting days, and magnificent weeks to be celebrated throughout this 1972, the year of the Ice Worm Festival. Thank you very much. Uh, you reset that there. We may be using it later. I hope you've got your paper and pencil out there, folks. Well, gang out there, get your pencil out. We want to make sure that you celebrate these things when they come up. This is 1972, which among real uh, real holiday fans, us pickle juice drinkers, uh, is going to be known eventually as the year of the Ice Worm Festival. First of all, I'm going to ask you a question here. How many of you know by the Chinese calendar what year this is? In other words, you know, every year they have, they go through a certain cycle, and, uh, and every year is the year of something, like the year of the rabbit. What is it? The year of the, did you say the caterpillar, George? The year of the what? The year of the monkey? That was last year. This is 72. All right, I'll tell you. No, it wasn't, was the monkey last year? Or was it the year, it wasn't too long ago that we had the year of the rooster, red the rooster, year of the rooster. Well, I don't know what the, well, I can tell you what this year is, though. Year of the guinea pig. Oh, <laughs> uh, the guinea pig is always, he's always in. What, what year is it? All right, I'll tell you. Uh, this is the year of the rat. This year is the year of the rat, closely allied to the guinea pig. No, actually, no, the guinea pig is not related to the pig. He's related to the porcupine. Right, mean little bad thing. Oh yeah, listen, you know what porcupines do. But uh, nevertheless, this is the year of the rat. And what is traditionally the year of the rat mean? It's a great year for business. No, it is seriously the year of the rat. Traditionally, in the Germ uh, rather in the Chinese uh, uh, mythology and calendar and all this, the year of us, uh, their astrology, the year of the rat is a great year for business. That any guy who's going to try to make a buck, this is going to be a groovy year to do it. Or if you're going to make a yen or a kopeck or a drobnik, whatever it might be, the year of the of the rat is traditionally a great business year. Now, what else is it? Well, it is also a bad year, and I don't suppose this is going to surprise many of you, it is a bad year for marriages. <laughs> Which puts it there along with all the other years. However, uh, it, is, it is a bad year for marriages. Now, what this caused is kind of interesting. In China, this happened in China. It was reported by all the news services. You might have seen it. That just before New Year's, the day that Chinese New Year's was celebrated, 87 billion Chinese rushed. This was just before New Year's, rushed to get married. So they would be married in, an, in another year, you see, which was, a, which was apparently a groovy year to get married. If they waited, you know, like 24 hours, forget it, the year of the rat, they start fighting even when they're putting the rings on each other. By the time they get outside the church, he's hitting them on the head. And, oh, you know, oh, man. So uh, this is not a good year to get married. Now, you want to hear about what's going to happen, though, this year. This is 1972. And uh, this is compiled by Chase's Calendar of Annual Events, which is a famous outfit that uh, it's like the Guinness Book of Records. And these people are like, uh, well, it's like the... Uh, the official record book of uh, the National League or, or the American League. I mean, it's very official. Yes, this is a Chase's calendar of annual events, which is printed by the Apple Tree Press in Flint, Michigan. And uh, this was carried by the United Press. So you'll know that this is very official. I Shepard's not making this up, and I will read this to you. Whatever 1972 
brings. What could be all bad about a year that will celebrate an ice worm festival, Buzzard Day, the Fudge Off Finals, and the Man Will Never Fly Memorial Day? Well, these are all in uh, Chase's calendar of annual events. These are official events. Nobody's made... It's a, it's a great little book, and if you ever get a hold of one, you'll love it. The year 1972 is studded with hundreds of special months, weeks, and days. Ignoring the classic holidays, here's a sample of what we are in for. Now, we've already passed this month, so I, I will tell you what you already missed. You missed National Blood Donor Month and the Louisiana Yam Supper Season. Now, that uh, was last January. Uh, January begins with Silent Record Week. It moves into Save the Pun Week. Save the Pun Week, which uh, I don't think many of you would want to celebrate that. In fact, you know, it's followed three weeks later by Kill the Pun Week. But the Save the Pun Week was the 2nd through the 8th. January 16th through the 22nd was Cuckoo Dancing Week in memory of Laurel and Hardy. Now, maybe you don't know what cuckoo dancing is. Uh, any of you, uh, <laughs> Any of you fans? of Laurel and Hardy out there? Well, there's a famous scene in one of their movies in which they cuckoo danced. And uh, do you know how it came about, the cuckoo dance? you know what that is? Well, Laurel and Hardy were, were being held at gunpoint by an unbelievable thug. I mean, a real bad one, you know. And he's got this he's got this gun, he's got a club and everything, and here's Laurel and Hardy, and they're both crying, and he's going to blow them to kingdom come. And he says, all right, dance, both of you. And so... With that, Laurel starts to dance. You know, he's dancing away there. He's doing the best he can. See, and the guy goes, pow, pow, he fires a couple of shots right under his feet. And then he really starts to dance. He's dancing, and along comes Hardy. He's dancing with him, see. And with that, the thug says, what kind of dance is that? And uh, Laurel says, we're dancing the cuckoo dance. He says, what? He says, it's the cuckoo dance. Oh, says, that's a good dance. Keep dancing it. So they dance for 15 minutes doing the cuckoo dance. Now, <laughs> that dance is celebrated, uh, and I'm sorry you missed that. However, uh, there are other holidays. Uh, January 7th has the Bullfinch Exchange Festival, which is in Fukuoka, Japan. Uh, you probably already know that you've missed Millard Fillmore's birthday, as which is becoming celebrated all around the country. It's almost getting to be as almost as big as Abraham Lincoln's birthday, Millard Fillmore's birthday. Now, any of you know who Millard Fillmore was? Do you, George? You don't, huh? You don't? Well, that's, that's why they celebrate his birthday. <laughs> Nobody knows who he was. Uh, January 15th is the Benjamin Franklin birthday kite flying competition in Philadelphia, which total bust like it happened in Philadelphia. Always it rains. Now, this month... There are various months. This, you know what this month is? This is American History Month. That's, that's an exciting one. Here's another one. American Music Month. You know, that's a whole month. So you got time to catch up on that when you know, I'm a few bars of Bach. I don't know whether I, I suppose that's official music. That's not, you know, stuff like let it all hang out music, right? Uh, then how about this is National Cherry Month. That can mean many things. So we won't even mention that. That's a strange time. Uh, the Cordova, Alaska Iceworm Festival is set for February 6th. You've already blown that one. But do you know what the iceworm is? My, many of you don't know what it is, but the iceworm is an actual worm. It is. And uh, they have been, uh, they have been, it's a worm that lives in ice. And uh, in very, very Arctic temperatures and bad, bad scenes, the iceworm moves through the ice like tiny blue gray slivers. 
of uh, something like the Hounds of Hell, the annual camel wrestling competition, which is a very exciting thing, which they hold in Turkey. And that's the uh, period between 6th and the 9th of February. You missed the camel wrestling. By the way, this is a, this is a week, George, you, you probably... Well, uh, it's up to you. You can celebrate it if you want, but it's coming up. Uh, next week is pay your National Pay Your Bills Week. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Susan B. Anthony Day is February 15th, and uh, February 20th to the 27th is Brotherhood Week. We'll celebrate. That's a goodie. Now, here's a nice one. March is Colonial Building Preservation Month. If, if, if that building I live in is re actually pre-colonial. It's been preserved by Scrooge, uh, my landlord, and he has preserved some rats in that building that go all the way back to the time of the third millennia. Uh, and nevertheless, International Hamburger Pickle Month is coming up. Now, now, I don't know. You see, it depends. If you're a true pickle fan, if you're a true pickle cuckoo, the hamburger pickle is not really a real pickle. you agree with that, George? The hamburger pickle is a hamburger pickle. It doesn't bear much relationship to the kind that come in the jars with the little round things bobbing up and down inside there, right? So, uh, you know, well, National, International Hamburger Pickle Month, it, uh, this coming month, March, begins with Return the Borrowed Book Week. Not bad month. National Weights and Measures Week. Now, that's a good one. And you go down there to your local, your local butcher there and watch him weigh his thumb. And uh, <laughs> every time you order 15 cents worth of summer sausage, National Weights and Measure Week, I'm sure that Nader's going to celebrate that one. There's the Sanibel Shell Fair at Sanibel Island. March 6th to 11th is National Procrastination Week. And don't forget March 15th, which is the one that I've always celebrated. Now, they've just begun to learn about March 15th out here in the, in the, in the Far East. But March 15th is one of my absolute favorite days, and in fact, I actually went there to celebrate it on two occasions. You know what March 15th is? That is the day that the buzzards return to Hinkley, Ohio. When the buzzards come back to Hinkley, Ohio, there will be stars above in my sky. Oh, I love you once again in Hinkley, Ohio. When the buzzards come back to roost. That's kind of nice. That's the way they sing it out there. And you know what they do? If for those of you who don't know about that holiday, and, and I'm sure that uh, it's going to be covered by everybody from Gabe Pressman, you know, to, to uh, Walter Cronkite this year, because, you know, everything is like that. But everybody goes out in Hinkley, Ohio, a little town in Ohio, Hinkley. And for some reason, which they cannot explain, it's one of the very few towns in the entire area that it has buzzards. I mean buzzards. You know what a buzzard looks like, don't you? Big, mean-looking birds, you know. They're great big, they're fantastic wingspans. They float around. Well, March 15th, just like the swallows return to Capistrano, on March 15th, the buzzards come back to Hinkley. And everybody stands up on the hill. They really do, outside of this town. And they wait. And uh, the high school band is out there, and they have a uh, the buzzard queen is there, dressed in her buzzard costume. She's got a drum major baton, a whole bit. And a crown, you know, made out of buzzard feathers. And they wait. And usually about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, a little dot in the sky, off towards the south somewhere, and the crowd cheers like uh, Billy be damned. 
and the first buzzard slowly cools it in. You know, <laughs> he comes flapping in, you know, with his mean red eyes looking down there for the next thing to die. He comes flapping in, you know. They're like vultures, see. And, and the first buzzard that returns to Hinkley, Ohio, is greeted with hosannas and hosas and yay, you know. And the go, go buzzard, and they, they yell and they blow horns. And, of course, uh, uh, for that minute, uh, Hinkley, Ohio just lives... And, of course, then after that, the buzzards, where do they land? Are you curious where the buzzards return to? The Hinkley Town Dump. <laughs> and then that's where the celebration is held. 4,000 buzzards come floating down and start going, wah, 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 wah. It's very exciting. And uh, that will be March 15th. April is anti-noise month. And uh, begins, this is kind of a contradiction, with National Laugh Week. I don't know how those two are going to go together. I mean, one guy that's celebrating Anti-Noise Month meets another guy celebrating National Laugh Week. Both of them meet in the chock full of nuts. And you got right there, you got your ideological split. The uh, Poyaloop Washington Daffodil Festival is April 1st to the 9th. National Artichoke Week is April 6th to 15th. Now, I'd like to celebrate that one. I, that's The artichoke, to me, is... Uh, well, I, I've already admitted one terrible weakness in admitting I drink pickle juice. Now, to me, the artichoke has to fit with other other things which I have never in my life gotten enough of. You know, like shrimp. I, I've never had enough shrimp ever. Or lobster, never. Uh, never. Uh, certain kinds of champagne, I have never gotten enough of. I one time drank a whole magnum of champagne, got up and walked away and ordered another one. Uh, just, <laughs> just like that. That's true, isn't it? And uh, so I, I, artichokes fit in that. I've never gotten them. So I'm going to celebrate National Artichoke Week, April 6th to 15th. Dogwood Arts Festival in East Tennessee is April 7th to the 16th. Earth Week. That's a good one. A Sky Week, by the way, follows two months later, afterwards, after which Middle Kingdom Week comes. But Earth Week is April 18th to the 24th. April 22nd to the 26th is National Baby Week. April 23rd to the 29th is Secretary's Week. You mark that on your boss's calendar. Secretary Week, and you come in, you know, give you some little extra. April 23rd to the 26th is Write a Poem for Night. That's a beautiful. Ere long the eagle flits. Ere the buzzard returns to Hinkley. Ere April once again turneth round in this vast spinning globe of tears. I will write a poem for night and dedicate it to John Updike. That will be April 28th to the 29th is the Mothers of Twin Clubs Northwest Association Convention Time in Seattle. Now, May is Car Care Month, International Play Your Own Harpsichord Month, National Tavern Month, which is celebrated year-round by many people with great gusto, uh, Senior Citizens Month, which is creakingly celebrated on May 5th from 3.15 p.m. to 4.15 p.m. <laughs> the press agent's Shining House will be celebrated that week. It's PR Man's Week, and uh, everybody will go out and go to a free uh, cocktail party and hand out brochures that week. It'll be very exciting. May 18th to 27th is International Pickle Week. Now, see, obviously the guy that wrote this doesn't realize there's a big difference between pickles and hamburger pickles, friend. Whoever Donald E. Mullen of the UPI is, he don't know. International Pickle Week and, and George, you know what we'll do? That's right. We'll go down to Acme and buy ourselves a three or four J. I'll get a little kosher. You can have a, some of old fashioned. 
And we'll sit there and drink, drink a whole just Oh, I just, I, I pucker up thinking about it, I'll tell you. June offers Cat and Kitten Month, Fight the Filthy Fly Month, National Ragweed Control Month. June 3rd is Jefferson Davis's birthday. Any of you unreconstructed bad guys out there, June 4th to 10th is Girl Watching Week. It's very good. That's a good week. The sun is at the right angle everything that week. So that's it's Girl Watching Week, June 4th to 10th. June 15th is Dragon Boat Festival in Hong Kong. And June 17th to the 18th is the Fudge-Off Finals at Mackinac Island, Michigan. Improving the art of making fudge. And it's the big national fudge-off. Well, they're having their uh, their semifinals now at this point. Uh, June 17th is National Hollering Contest in Dunn, North Carolina. By the way, that's no joke. They some guys down there can holler, can be heard over three counties, and they just you know, and they have they have listeners that are posted counties around. And when they hear this, each guy's given a certain thing to holler. So, oh yeah, number four. Well, if a guy hears it all the way over there, someplace like Sacramento, California, of course he gets that many points. Uh, National Fink Week, aimed at restoring the dignity of the honorable June name, the honorable surname of Fink. Uh, June 24th is the National Rooster Crowing Contest in Grants Pass, Oregon. Any roosters listening, you should be warming up out there. July, if you're still paying attention, is National Hot Dog Month. All month. National Barbecue Month, and it's Souvenir Month. And you can collect all those little, you know, those little statues of the seven dwarfs. And it says souvenir hack and sack. And, you know, it's kind of nice. July 2nd is the Stone Skipping Open Tournament at Mackinac Island. they got a lot of that stuff going out there. July 7th to the 9th is Custer's Last Stand Reenactment at Hardin, Montana. And they claim this year, yeah, the guys that play uh, Custer's Crowd claim they're going to get them this time. None of that messing around with the Indians winning. They reenact Custer's battle from the Indians' point of view. In July 26th to the 30th is the Midwest Sunbathing Association Convention. <laughs> Hi, George. At the Sunshower Country Club Nudist Resort in Centerville, Indiana. That's a goodie, huh? If you know anything about Centerville, Indiana, I'll tell you, any nudist that comes from that area is not worth going to see. August is Sandwich Month. Starts with American Trial Liars Week, National Clown Week is in August. Lizzie Borden Liberation Day is in August, dedicated to the memory of Lizzie Borden. They hand out little souvenir axes and that kind of stuff. Hobo Convention is August the 12th in Britt, Iowa. National Chimneys Juicing Tournament in Mount Solon, Vermont. August 24th is the National Hula Hoop Championship in Hollywood. Woman Suffrage Day is celebrated August 30th, along with the Huey P. Long Day in Louisiana. September is American Youth Month and Bourbon Month, which kind of go together. It's kind of nice. Uh, October is Country Music Month, Gourmet Adventures, Pizza Festival Time Month, and National Macaroni Week will all be celebrated along with National Pretzel Week in October. November is Think of What You Can Replace with Plastics Month. <laughs> And uh, November 2nd is Warren G. Harding's birthday. Uh, November 17th is National Split Pea Soup Week and the League of Elderly Gentlemen's Week, which will meet November 21st. December is Model Railroad Month. Forefathers Day, commemorating the Pilgrim's Landing. Christmas Day is the birthday of Sir Isaac Newton. You can, you know, throw apples around the neighborhood. 
And New Year's Eve is the day of the namahage in Japan, when sluggards are given the opportunity to change their minds and go to work or be punished by devils. So it's an exciting year coming ahead, and I'm going to devour it like one vast pumpkin pie and finish it off by washing it down with a great big slug of Ma's old-fashioned kosher dill pickle juice. So have fun, Tums. 1972, looks like it's going to be a goodie. New York. Stay tuned for Lester Smith and the News. The news in detail on the hour from the WOR Newsroom. United States Strategic Air Command sources in Nebraska report that about 30 B-52 bombers are now flying west.